You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Just slow it down. If you could go back to this day at any time and that was your last day and they said you can go back, would like what? do that... Do what? that day. Well, it's like Do that, that day. No, it's like that meme that I. <laughs> you're fuck you. I'm talking about. No, you like, screwed it up. We're done. No, I'm, I we're have leaving to explain at this, it. This is exactly when we're leaving. No, this we is are perfect. not. You're listening to the Laughing Couple podcast with your hosts Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Howdy. I feel like we've worn these exact same outfits before. I also feel the same. At the same time. It's fine. We are a pastel family. Oh, as I stare at myself, which I always do when I'm on a Zoom call. Oh, do you ever you? look at do you look do you ever look at the other people on a Zoom call, or do you always stare at yourself? I go back and forth. When I'm not talking, I when, stare at everyone. Yeah, when I'm talking, I stare at myself. Yeah, like always. It's actually and it's super like, weird. It's like here's the idea: if you're in a room full of a bunch of people, could you just imagine you're in a room with twelve people, okay, like a conference room, okay. a boardroom, and there's mirrors everywhere. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine instead of looking at the people at the boardroom, you were staring at the mirror? That's so weird. You know how many people would make fun of you for that? Of course. Oh, here's Johnny staring himself. Well, you wouldn't do that in public. But but that's what we do on Zoom calls. We stare at ourselves the entire time we talk. When we're talking to people. The other people people don't know that they're staring at, you're staring at at yourself. I understand that. What I'm saying is. When you're in a room full of mirrors, if you're staring yourself people would be like obviously you okay? you'd be more exploited if that happened anyway exposed perhaps is the word i was looking for mm. of course you'd be people would catch you but the idea of it is if people wouldn't catch you what would you do obviously you'd stare at yourself I clearly guess. i guess my eyes still twitching this when you are when you're on this, twitch. when you're on this with me yeah and you're talking do you ever look at me yeah yeah ish yes i do 
Absolutely do. When also when we're yeah, I do for sure. I'm thinking about it right now. Okay. I'm thinking about <laughs> staring at you, choosing to stare at myself. So this past weekend, um, I went to Toronto with my best friend and we went to the wine fest, which is basically like you buy a ticket and then they give you a glass and you refill your glass a bunch of times inside the wine fest with like different wines. Anyways, super fun night. Uh, we stayed there and then we went out after to a speakeasy, um, called, I think it's the oyster bar. Anyways, we've been there before. Super, super cool. So also I've told you like the first time we went there, how we weren't let in like with, I told you that story right now. Okay. You could have been like, no, yes, yes you did. <laughs> let me let, why don't you tell me? No, actually I don't know what you're talking about. Too bad. It's too late. Anyways. No, no, so, no. What you told me was the person was like, do you want oysters? And you're like, no, no. They were like, do you want the champagne tour? We were like, no. Oh yeah, well, I got and that one wrong. We just, but I got the story right. Yeah, you didn't matter. realize that they were asking no, if you wanted the girl, into the, the poor girl asked us like honestly like four times, and then she would go in the back, and we we would hear music coming from the back because the the first part of the speakeasy speakeasy is also a, a cocktail bar yeah. with oysters. So we were like, how is this a speakeasy? But then we heard from the back, and she was like, we're like, what's back there? She was like. Well, like, did you want the, did you want the champagne tour? We were like, no, we just want to know what's back there. And she's like, okay. (laughs) And like literally would not let us back there. We finally figured it out. Okay. So seven times later, we, uh, so we're sitting down and, um, we reserved a table because we're at an age right now where we're like, I don't want to stand this whole time. So we reserved a table and we're sitting down and DK is like, you know, I watched this it was maybe like a TikTok or a reel about how the energy that a woman who is taken and happy and like doesn't need the like flirting and stuff, how that energy is different um, from a girl who is in like her 20s or whatever and is looking for something. Because the, I guess this guy was like, we saw, we said, we sent two girls out to the bar, one completely taken, happily married, not looking for anything. And then the other one, younger they're both like equally beautiful and they did this study and they said that the reason why if you're at the bar right as a younger person you're actively like looking to speak to people without actively talking so you're making eye contact you're maybe your body language is a little bit more open with someone's passing you by like you're staring at them longer than you would and so it's not necessarily the fact that they're younger, it's that they're open because we were sitting there and we were, I'm like, it's really like alarming as we're getting older, how young everyone is in in the bar. Cause we don't really go out anymore. And I'm like, it's just like, I feel so old. And so DK was telling me about this. And so then she was like, let's do an experiment. Like I'm going to open myself up as if we want someone to talk within six seconds two guys come over. And honestly, I was, I couldn't even look at Dana. I was crying. They were super lovely and and left quite quickly once they knew that we were like not interested, but it a hundred percent works because we're so closed off. Like I'm not there to meet somebody. I'm just there to have a drink with my best friend. So I'm not like opening myself up. I'm not staring at somebody, but when I was younger, I for sure would like look into their soul. Now this is going to, this is, this is not going to be taken well. Why? 
by the people who are listening to this podcast. Why? I believe we're up to 27 men. So men, you'll understand this. Okay. But for everyone else. <laughs> oh, God. Here we this go. This is the difference between men and women. Okay. When a woman is closed off because she's in a happy, committed relationship and has a ring on her at a bar, we leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. When a man's at a bar with a ring, that's when they're the most attractive ever. You know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's like a blanket term for a well, lot of women. As a man but, who's married, but I can tell you I've been hit on way more as a married man than I ever was as a non-married man. But I think that has to do with maybe your energy. Maybe you're just like a doofus when you were younger. <laughs> what I'm getting at is when when men are standoffish yeah. and don't look and don't make eye contact and don't open themselves up and don't put themselves out there. Women are like, why doesn't he want me? Why doesn't he want me? Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. When, actually. when women are standoffish, closed offish, she's a bitch. She's like, stay the fuck away from her. Yeah. For two reasons. Number one, <laughs> probably not going to take her home. Don't want anything to do with that. Well, and then two, she's probably taken. Well, also if you're going and, to the and, bar and if as a, a woman's male, taken, like she's taken. If you're going to the bar as a male, you're probably going to hook up with somebody. What? And yeah, like that's your intention, I would say. If you're going out with boys and you aren't in a relationship. So why no, my intention was to have a good night. And if it ended with that, then it ended with that. <laughs> okay, either way, that is an option out there. I love how you were so offended that I said that. And then after it was like, I mean, like if it came down to it and it happened, great. But I'm saying Listen, when you were, the, hold on, the, when you were younger and you went to the bar with your friends like how many of your friends were like, yeah, like I'm probably going to hook up with someone tonight. Like that was definitely on their mind. It's never not on our minds, so you're but full it's of never shit, on our minds. That's, that's ridiculous. I'll tell you right now. You don't if go I, to the bar with your boys. If to I were just, to like, close my eyes, if I were to close my eyes, <laughs> close my eyes and imagine the best five nights of my life, pre-marriage, pre-kids with the boys, all five of those nights ended with me with the boys. That's fair. And I'm not saying that these nights that you hook up with a girl are the best nights of nights of your life. I'm no, saying they're not that men, when you were younger boys, when you go to the bar, you're dressing up, you're pre-drinking, you want to go and you want to like talk to girls. That's literally why you went. You're not going to the bar to be with your boys. You would stay home and like we pre, fuck around we in pre-drink the- <laughs> for the boys. We, we would arrive at the discotheque. For the ladies. And then we'd come home with the boys most often. With the intention of hitting on a bunch of girls and being like, well, if it happens, it happens. Well, like. You're trying to say to me that that was not a thing. Okay, fine. Not you, but definitely your friends. No, what I was, what I was trying to say, my whole point here had nothing to do with what you're talking about. You went on a tangent completely off of what I was saying. I think you're lying. What I'm saying is irregardless of what a male goes to a bar with. When he approaches a woman who's closed off, they stay away from them. And I, what I was saying Women is, are not that way. When I, I was saying that because I related it back to when you're going to a bar, if your intention is to hook up with a woman, you don't want to waste your time on somebody who doesn't want that. So if that's the intent, you're not going to like put all of your eggs in Betty bitch over here because she, you know that she's not going to put out. If you're a man and you're at a bar and you're single and you want to get laid... Walk by the girls, just walk by them with a buddy, sit at a table, pay no mind, but laugh. If you're having a good time with your buddy and you don't give two shits about the the hot girls you just walked by, 
within a very short period of time, probably round two of your over the top laughter. Oh my. <laughs> they're, com- they're coming. You're so funny. What a knee slapper. One of my favorite nights in the history oh my of God. my entire life. I think I was 20. I think it was my 26. My dad and I went out to the bar together mm-hmm. and neither he nor I, obviously he, he's married to my mom. Hi mom. Uh, neither <laughs> he nor I cared yeah. like at all. I think I was actually with you ish that at a time. Neither of us cared. And it was like, would you leave us alone? Mm. Like we're here to have a good time. I we're do, not here for you ladies. I definitely do agree with you. There is a really stupid double standard that does exist when a male is at the bar who is married. It's like some women, and I'm not saying every woman, some women have this weird, like, just me. I wonder what? I'm not saying some woman, but I am talk- speaking no, for no, myself. No, 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 no. Like, this is not me. This is not how I think. But I actually know some women who think this way and have, like, expressed the attractiveness here. And I, I don't know what it is, but it's like, well, I would, I want to see if he would, like, just what, just if I could take him. Do you know what I mean? It's like a really fucked up. And I think it comes from insecurities. Like, this person's married, but it's like, can I, can I still snag him? Like, that's just... I personally know, personally know women who do this or, or at least think it, which I just think is so bizarre because it's so unattractive to me. Like I do not want to be with a guy who would be like, yeah, I am married, but for you, I'd be like, ew, get out of here. I think, well, I don't disagree with you just to be clear. I think that's one reason for it. I think women enjoy a challenge. But what I think there's trying a, to get a married man is not a challenge. Oh, it, well, no, it is if he's a good man. No, I'm saying like that's not a, that's not how you should be looking at it as a challenge. This is somebody's life. I understand. There's another one. Maybe he has kids. I like you have no I idea. Understand. It's not a challenge. I understand. Well, the way you just described it was very challenging. Anyways, I think there's another reason for it, and I'm not suggesting that it's one or the other. I'm saying for some women, I believe it's this. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits, 
to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. There's this nature nurture, there's this protectiveness. And now I realize we live in a world right now that's completely not the way that it used to be, but there's this old fashioned way of a man takes care of a woman, right? That like protective sheltery thing. When a woman knows that a man has already been vetted by another woman and deemed worthy enough of looking after her and her children, they know he's capable of X. I literally don't think that comes into play whatsoever. I bet you it does. If a girl, if a woman is trying to hook up with a married man, I don't think they're like, mm, you know what? He's probably a good one. He has a family. Yeah, he's got his I own wife. That, he could probably take care of me. And then he's going to cheat you on your that, ass too, Rebecca. You think that the answer is like 0%? 0%. You think it's 0%? I think that is not even going through someone's oh mind. I think that it is very much like maybe even. If you told me, if you told me that it was below 20%, I'd say you're probably right. But I, zero? Honestly, I would say it's below 5%. Oh, I bet you it's more than that. Ooh, I'm very interested to hear this. But I think it's one of those Between things too. Between five and 20%. You have to look. No, less than five. No, that's what I'm saying. Between I, five and 20. This scenario can't be. also involves like, it's not like you meet some guy, you don't know he's married and you have a connection and you're like, wow, really, really like this guy. And then you find out he's married. I'm talking like you Straight see the guy. Ring. He's got the ring. You, you see the ring. He's clearly married. Then you go for it. What are your reasons? I don't think it's, I think he can provide me shelter because he's already done that before. <laughs> it may be subconscious. I don't think It may be so. subconscious. I mean, this is one of the dumbest things you've ever I, be- <laughs> I bet you there's studies that are on this, Brittany. <laughs> How is that the dumbest thing? I don't know. You know how many dumb things I've said? That's the dumbest? I just find that. I guarantee you that's not even the top 50 of the dumbest things I've ever said. Maybe that was aggressive. And I bet you any money that there's studies that that will prove me right. I just don't. I don't agree with that. I can't wait till this podcast is over. I'm going to look it up. You are valid in that thinking. I, as a woman... I just cannot relate to that. Because you're not one of the top 20. You're I wouldn't, wouldn't want to take 20, somebody. You're not part of the 20%. Okay. okay. You're part of the vast majority. Let's move on to something else. Can we talk Can we talk about the, uh, the hornet attack of 23? I'm like, this isn't like the dog situation a couple weeks ago. It's a little bit like the dog. It's not like the dog because the dog didn't bit. bite me. A little bit like the dog. So Cooper's afraid of hornets and yellow Rightly jackets. So. Yeah, well, they're kind of scary. And you know what? Let me just say this. I was talking to Riley tonight and I was just like, because my, oh, I don't want to tell the story. My foot hurts. I got hit by a, by a hornet. You got hit by a yeah, hornet? Yeah, I got hit by a hornet. Anyways, I was talking to Riley and I'm like, you know what's amazing to me? Like, think about the size of a hornet yeah. versus the size of me. And he was like, I could probably take him. I'm like the size of a, not like the Empire State Building, but I'm the size of a, like a half decent building in Toronto. 
in comparison to a hornet. I said Empire State Building. That's New York. But I understand. I'm I'm not geographically. Anyways, (laughs) a hornet looking up from the ground up to me. He's a substantial building size. I'm a huge building to him. You're, You're saying like the balls that... The hornet has. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I'm like upset, and I just walk up to a building and punch it. (laughs) Like what? What in? Like what in the world would make me think that me hitting that big thing would hurt that big thing? Well, let me tell you. So it does. We have it does hurt, and I am not a building. We have a hornet's nest underneath the hot tub, and we had to buy like wasp spray. Wasp. Wasp. Wasp spray. And so. Ryan sprays the wasps and like kills. Can you not say wasp? Wasp. Wasps. Wasps. Go ahead. So he sprays the nest and most of them die. And then we're outside for like a solid 45 minutes. Nothing happens. And then as we're going inside, Ryan goes up. I First open the door and says, watch out, because one all of a sudden comes and flies, clearly sees that his entire family has been murdered. Yeah. Okay. And so Ryan's at the door and he's like, watch out for this last guy. They're, they're, they're probably mad. <laughs> they're probably at me. mad. Honestly, Harry <laughs> heard you and was like, bitch, I swear to God, he must have like smelt the pheromones or something like yeah. say like he he came up and stung the man. shit out of Ryan. He wasn't even like Ryan wasn't even aggressive towards it. No. He was just like, watch out. Watch out for this one. He might be mad at me for killing his family. He <gasps> oh, he kamikaze so my mad. foot. And then you were he like, went hold from on, chest gets- height. He went from <laughs> chest height to foot height in faster than I could move. And wait, and like three seconds prior, because Cooper was like, I don't want to go in. I'm scared. Ryan's like, it's fine. It doesn't hurt that bad. <laughs> oh then God. gets violently stung and is like, go. I was not. No, you're pretending that I'm the girl that's squishing. You were like, it hurts so bad. He like ran inside. You're pretending I'm the girl that's squishing grapes. That was swollen. That was not me. Ryan put on flip flops. Ryan doesn't wear flip flops because his toe couldn't fit into shoes or <laughs> my, slides. My toe swollen. I might be allergic. It okay. Speaking of, we hold, were talking, on, hold on. I might be allergic because I don't think you're allergic. I still don't Your have feeling fine. in my toe. <laughs> it's been six hours. I don't, I don't think don't, you're allergic. You might just have like an aversion. It feels like I sprained my toe. It honestly, the pain does last a really long time. When I, when that one stung my hand a couple of years ago, mine hurt for like three days. Like I feel like I sprained my toe. Pain. Like I fell or stubbed my toe. We were talking about this uh. with our friends, Jen and Steve and, and Jen made such a good point. She was like, I am so paying because I has Jen, Jen's been stung, right? Uh, she recently, saying, recently. Right, 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 right. But before that, she had not been stung. And we were talking about how it's so bizarre that they don't do like a test when you're like a baby. You know, when you go get your um, your shots, like 12 month shots or whatever, you would think that they'd be like, let's just see if they're allergic to bees because it's such a natural thing. And she had told us that her friend got stung at like 20 something years old and swimming, died. Swimming in a lake. Swimming got in a lake. Stung died. And died. Because they, they didn't know he was allergic. Yeah. He didn't know he was allergic. I'm like. I cannot understand why we don't have that. See, the thing, the thing about that for me, and I agree with you, the thing about that for me is bee stings are so random. Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's not like, oh, you're age appropriate for me to sting you. They can sting babies. 
I know. And, and probably sting more babies than us because the babies don't know not to swat them. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why don't they have a test that's like, just well, in case this baby. I think they do. I think it's called an allergy test. No, but I'm saying it should be a mandatory test. Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You should, it should go be. get a shot and at your 12 month shots, you're going to also be tested to see if you're allergic to bees. You think about the amount of things we stick in our kids to it's prevent wild. diseases that haven't been around in forever. Why would they, why would they not I be a know. bee shot? I don't know. It's wild. Absolutely wild. Okay. What a terrible thing to be allergic to. I know. It would just be like constant Not as fear. bad as eggs. <laughs> Ryan's also allergic to eggs. Did you tell this on the last podcast? I have podcast? not. I have not. And I am fascinated by this. Do you want to talk about it? Uh... Looking at, yeah, we can talk about it briefly, though. Okay, so Ryan basically no has deal. been no shitting himself for years. Years. He will literally. How often do you think that you poo like a day prior to this? Uh it. If I if I didn't poo like, three times a day, it would be a shock. If I pooed five, it would not be shocking. Right, and it's like that's an aggressive amount. <laughs> yeah, and between three and six, I'd say is a lot. And you're like you constantly just had like gut rot and your toots let me tell you like toots stink yours yeah. were like rancid they were not good like in the air i, could I taste had a problem and so uh, and every night and i'm talking this is we're talking years mm-hmm. years and years and years and years i will wear a pair of pants in the morning and i can't fit into them at night like i, I the bloating I, I get so yeah. bloated yeah so turns out he did this he went to a naturopath and they did let's try some um allergy testing for foods where they uh, take your blood and it's like a very specific test. It's food sensitivity test. Yeah. yeah. And um, turns out he is vi- violently allergic to eggs and dairy. Yeah. And <laughs> when I, I tell you Ryan eats two eggs minimum four, a day. Four a day. eggs a day. Every morning is four eggs a day. <laughs> oh, but now you said that you lost, years 10, of age. you lost 10 pounds in the last two, two weeks, weeks. Not eating eggs. Not eating eggs, not working out, doing nothing else. Doing, being lazy as all get up. And here's the thing why you were like, I should not be feeling this way. Like Ryan doesn't eat terribly. He doesn't drink often. Like he's not a big drinker. He'll have like an occasional drink. But even then he's like, man, like I'm good. You guys can tell when I've had an occasional drink. Because yeah. I'm a little like... Uh, High school oh, girlish. Right. Yeah, but he really doesn't drink. Um, and so I he, work out. You work out. I eat he, healthy. Yeah, pretty healthy. I and don't like, drink. It's like, why am I, I feeling? I like do this? daily fasting. It it was so bizarre, but turns out, yeah. And so I just did our grocery bill and spent a disgusting amount of money because now I'm I'm having to buy dairy free options like and non egg eggs and diet cheese and like and i'm pretty much down to steak and chicken yeah like, like every meal is steak dairy and chicken, is in everything which, by the way not a bad way to go but also i think that it's going to be a learning curve for you because there's a lot more options out there you just haven't you're going to actually have to put in the work and food prep here's which what you say here's all what, the time here's what bothered do. here's what bothered me and here's what bothers me about learning what i learned okay so i wasn't feeling good for a long time and I decided to finally go to a natural path because of it. I just was like, this doesn't make any sense. I got this test done and I find out 39 years into living that these are the foods I'm not supposed to be eating. Mm-hmm. What bothers me is why did I not know that 
before? And the answer is very simple. The test was not inexpensive. Oh my God. It was so expensive. The natural path is not inexpensive. The test is not inexpensive. But I, when you go so long not feeling good, when you know you're you like, should I'm gonna be, just like, willing to do I'm like, anything. just test me on everything. I want to yeah. know what's not functioning properly. Mm-hmm. It was destroying my liver. It was attacking my kidneys. And here I am, 39 years of age, with a with a liver that's not functioning the way that a 39 year old who doesn't drink liver is supposed to be functioning. Mm-hmm. And had I not spent the money, because it's not covered, had I not spent the money. I would have lived my entire life this way and I would, I'd be willing to bet my life would have been a heck of a lot shorter. Yeah. Why is the, why are these tests, why are these tests not free? I don't know. But also like everyone knows it costs so much money to eat healthy. You said something the other day that I thought was so brilliant about the Canadian healthcare system. Oh yeah. Do we really want to get into that? No, 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 no. Cause it was brilliant. You, You said, yes, we have free healthcare, but there's very little care no that's what i said i said we have free health care but how much care is actually in the health care well i didn't I say there's a little said, no because you're saying that thing. i said there isn't there's like very little let me first i need to preface this by saying we are beyond grateful for the front line like my best friend is a nurse so i don't want people to get this twisted like i could never do what they do they deserve friggin' every raise in the book, they're underpaid, overworked, exhausted. What we were saying is that in Canada, when you go to your general practitioner, like it's just overwhelming. You like the, the amount of things that we have to do to advocate for ourselves is, um, kind of like just disappointing. Like if you are really scared about something, I have a friend who's going through something very terrifying. She had to rip down walls to get answers. And a lot of people in Canada go to the States. They'll pay the money and they're seen in in like weeks where other people are waiting over a year to get the, the simplest tests. And like, as I'm saying, free healthcare, yes, amazing. A lot of this though, like when is it too late? But my, my thing is this, is like, what part of free healthcare is the free healthcare? Because I look at this and say, if you gave an eight-year-old kid this food sensitivity test mm-hmm. and they got to live from eight to the rest of their lives not eating the food that they were eating that was harming them, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't need the health care that's free in our country. There's why is it that those holes. things aren't? There's like, some why holes. is it that like... Like, I guess physio to a certain degree. But is, that's but all like, private. Again, like that is a physio, private sector. Physio, chiro, all of that stuff. It's private like, sector. That's not free. All of the stuff that allows you to not have to be part of the system, the healthcare system, mm-hmm. all of the stuff that keeps you healthy, not free. I know. It's bizarre. It's insane. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. No. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. 
My personal favorite is the turmeric daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. What are we, oh, let's talk about, let's talk oh, so about, sad. oh, do you really want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. That's it. It's on my list to talk about. It's sad. Yeah. It's not actually that sad. It's just like had, one of those moments where no, you're like, fuck. I knew this day was going to come <laughs> and yesterday was very, it was depressing. I don't know if you could, I don't know if you could read my tone oh, okay. in my text. I was not, I was not doing well mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, Brittany was away. I had the kids. That's not why I wasn't doing well. I and it was so enjo- sad. I thoroughly enjoyed my kids. <laughs> I wake up Saturday morning with the intention to take them to Wonderland. Now, for those of you who don't live in, in Southern Ontario, it's Wonderland an is an amusement park. It's probably the biggest, best amusement park in Canada. We've talked about it a bunch of times. We have season passes. Like, yeah. Love it. So we, I wanted to take the kids to Wonderland. And for me, some people would say taking two kids to Wonderland by yourself seems like a lot. You're crazy, girl. For me, it's like, it's, it's my childhood. Yeah. And more than anything, it just, it makes me smile and feel good in my, in my stomach to know that they're living very similar childhoods to me. Yeah. And having fun. So... And, you know, like Wonderland, not everyone gets to go to Wonderland all the time, mm-hmm. but we do have season passes at Wonderland. And because we have season passes at Wonderland, our kids do get to go there. I asked Riley, I asked Cooper first and he's like, yeah, let's go to Wonderland. Let's go to Wonderland. I asked Riley and she's like, no, I don't really want to go to Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And but I didn't push it. And I, okay, well, let's eat, let's eat some breakfast. And like, all right, guys, let's get ready. Let's go to Wonderland. And Riley's like, nah. I don't really want to go to Wonderland. I'm like, what? what's wrong with you? What do you mean you don't want to go to Wonderland? She's like, I just don't want to go. And then later on, I'm like, all right, whatever. We're not going to go. Later on, I'm. I, she comes downstairs and I'm like, like, Riley, can you, like, why don't you want to go to Wonderland? And she said, and she said something that I knew would one day happen. And I just thought I had more time. She said, dad, I'll always love you and want to do things with you. But I'd rather hang out with my friends. Oh, my God. Stab me in the heart. I know. And I I was like, I was crying. Yeah, gutted. And she's like, what's wrong, Dad? I'm like, nothing. And she's like, are you mad? I'm like, no, baby, I'm not mad. And she said, are you sad? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she said, why? I'm like, Riley, I just thought I had more time. Mm -hmm. I know. And it crushed me. And I was sitting in it. Like, I was sitting in it for like an hour mm-hmm. waiting for you to come home. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I come home and Cooper's like, Yeah. So, can I just go to Wonderland with mom? Or <laughs> also hurt. But you were like, The fuck? No, but I wrote you and, and I said, Like, I, I now know. Well, and you know what? I'm 39. So, 39, if call it up, call it 40, if I live to 80, I'm, I'm like halfway through my life, right? So I understand, I now better understand the midlife crisis. Cause mm-hmm. when I grew up, I remember my dad talking about some of our neighbors, uh, well, your neighbors too. We mm-hmm. lived across the street from each other, you know, buying these things and doing these things, nice new fancy cars or like, motorcycles okay? or something like that. And my parents would like 
talk about this midlife crisis. And it was like kind of a joke, but kind of a little like scary. Like they're going through things and so many divorces were happening and all that. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that I like, do those. And this is how we're getting divorced. But I, I, I finally understand from a, from the male's perspective. And I'm, again, I'm going to talk traditional male relationships because now it's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand the old school midlife crisis. It's, it's because you, you give up this, is what I wrote you, you give up your youthfulness, mm-hmm. you give up your like youthfulness, exuberance, like anything's possible. You give it all up to take care of your family. And then while you're doing that, you miss everything and then by the time you are established enough to come back. Financially afford it or just have like more means to spend time with them. They're like, you, you have no one. Yeah. Like you, you lost your, you didn't lose your friends, but you stopped hanging out with your friends. So you don't have the same buddy circle, but you just poured it in your family, poured it into your family, poured it in your family. You missed all the magical moments because you were working, 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 working. Mm-hmm. And then finally you're like, I'm here and there's nobody there for you anymore. I think that this really resonates with me because I didn't, I would hear all the time, like 40 is actually the new 20. And I never really understood what that meant. And now as you're saying this, I'm like, it makes total sense because when you're in your forties, you typically have, and it's like, maybe your career, you know what you're doing, like you're on an established path, or maybe you're just like, right. It's not typical to start something new in your forties. And obviously this is a blanket term. If you're like, well, I can absolutely, you can, but typically Colonel Sanders started KFC in his seventies. Typically you kind of already know what you want to do in your forties. And so you, um, now maybe have a little bit more financial freedom. Your children are a little bit older, so you're not you're not needed in the same way that you were when they were young. And so now it's like your twenties, but with money and like more freedom. <laughs> and so I get the 40 is the new 20, but I didn't understand that. Like when I was 20, I was like, like, fuck it is. <laughs> I, it's funny. Cause that term to me means something entirely different. Oh, what does it mean to you? So is it our, like, well, like a family is sheltered and it's like super attractive. How about I just answer? How about I just answer? How about I just answer? And you'll well, find I was, out. I was making funny. Like, no, oh, 40 is the new 20 because the the world has shifted. When our parents got married and had kids, they were in their early 20s. Yeah. Now people who are oh, getting yeah. married are in their early 30s. So 40 is the new 20 is just saying like the what was expected for you to have established in your 20s when you were my, our parents' age is now accepted for you to have those same things in your 40s. You look at the cost of living. You look at the house, the price of houses. There's multiple reasons why people don't get married at 22 anymore. You find someone who gets married at 22 years of age. You're like, you're like, wow, you guys, are you sure that like you got a lot of time to figure this out? Whereas our parents, if you weren't married by 24, like, why aren't you married? But I think that's almost too far. Like, if that's what you're thinking, I would think that like 30 is was was their 20. Anyways, like, all I'm saying is that's what I thought 30s. the term. That's what I thought the term meant. Yeah, well, I, I still think that's what the wrong. term meant. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, this goes. This goes. So the midlife crisis for me moves into this 
this midlife, yeah, moves into this, like, what was it called? The simple life. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about the simple life on a previous podcast? So. so I ran into a, an old friend of mine. Actually, his name, his name is Philippe. He used to cut my hair. Uh, he became a friend of mine because we talked all the time while I was in his chair. But I think that's kind of a bartender thing. Mm-hmm. Well, bartender uh, or I mean, barber? Barber thing and bartender <laughs> he, thing. He also he, he, was he fucking also wasted the when, keg. Yeah. Yeah. when he cut my hair. When we cut hair, a little cut there. Dip, 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 dip. Looking good, Ryan. He was also Anyways, was great guy. Great guy. Always happy. Anyways, I ran into Philippe <laughs> and uh, we were talking and uh, we were like, hey, what's going on? What's life? I haven't seen him. Obviously, COVID stopped all of that stuff from getting out. I haven't cut my hair since then. Anyways, <laughs> um, and he uh, he said, oh, yeah, you know, I had a stroke. I'm like, you what? He's yeah. like, yeah, I had a stroke. <clears throat> I'm like, OK. He's like, it was, it was a real blessing in disguise. Happened like literally the month before COVID hit our country. Mm-hmm. So I got some of the treatment that I needed to get. And then I was told that I needed to stay at home and, and rest. And I was never going to be able to stay at home and rest. And then COVID hit and I had to stay at home and rest because so did everybody else. It was like, it was just perfect timing. Anyways, that's not the conversation. The conversation was we were talking about the hustle and bustle of living in this world and in this country, particularly this part of this country. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, you know what? The stroke taught me. He's like, um, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm like, well, okay, well. It's kind of hard to be done with this. Where, mm-hmm. What are you doing? He said, I, I visited Portugal. He said, I flew to Portugal and I spent six weeks in Portugal and I'm going to move to Portugal. He says, I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell all of the things that I have here. I'm going to keep my house. I'm going to rent my house. The amount of money that I'm going to need, uh, that I'm going to take from rental here is going to pay for my whole life over there. Mm-hmm. Plus all of the amount of the amount of money I'm going to have bringing all my stuff over. But so here's what he was saying in Portugal. He's like they live what's called the simple life, which is you know do your job, come home, have a family, take the time that's necessary, enjoy each other's company, go to work, and do it all over again. But just simple. Yeah. And he was talking about the fact he's like you know you can go to Portugal. And he said, if you're staying in Portugal, you and your wife, you guys go out, you go to a restaurant, you get a bottle of wine, you sit, you laugh, you have a couple cocktails, appetizers come out, talk, 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 food comes out. And he said, because in Portugal, it's not it's like experience. it's here. Yeah. They want you there for two or three hours. Like they're making your meal. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're in and out. It's not turn and burn. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so you have a couple of cocktails, you have a couple appetizers, your food comes out and you have that, you have a nightcap, like a cappuccino or something along those lines. Your bill comes and it's $30 Mm -hmm. and you can't tip them. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if that's everywhere, but he said like that the server was like, well, this is another friend, same experience. But he was like, no, no, we don't, I don't want your money. I don't want to live like you. Like, I don't need that. They said to, I don't want to live like you. He's like, no, just take the tip. Like, he's like, I want to give you a tip. They're Mm -hmm. like, we don't want your tip. We don't want to be like you. We do not want to be like you. He's like, what are you talking about? Wild. We don't want. This is not what our life is about. Mm-hmm. Our life is about, you know, serving people, having a family, good time, and then going friends. back with our families. We don't want this hustle and bustle. Keep your tip. Yeah. That's not Shove what we do here. Way. And I thought, you know what? Like, that life is so much, I wouldn't even call it, it's simpler. They call it the simple life. Yeah, I just like, vulnerable. why do we do this to ourselves? Well, it's kind of hard to get out of it now. Like, we've said is this it? all the, well, we say this all the time, like, we think about just packing up and going somewhere else, like living somewhere else. But we're both very close to our families and I don't, that's not worth it to me to leave. 
I also just don't know how I would feel about leaving Canada because I have like anxiety about vacationing and stuff. But I think it might be different if it's like you live there. You know what I mean? All but I'm it'd be saying, a huge culture shock and maybe not necessarily in a bad way. No, all I'm saying is it's like there's there's just a different way to live yeah. than the way that we're choosing to live. And I, I look at I look at this whole midlife crisis thing with Riley and I think, have I got it all wrong for right. the last nine years? Have I just been doing everything that we're doing? We think we're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Are we just wrong? And at the end, well, it also like goes to the like back when like our parents were working and back to the traditional roles of like the dad being like nine to five or later, like my dad would commute and wouldn't get home till seven. But like you hear about my parents' friends who got divorced because like the dad, the husband would work 10 hours a day and he'd be like, I'm doing this for you. And the wife has been saying for how many years, like, thank you. But also like I married, I don't know who you are anymore. You lost me. The kids are now older. You did this for us, but like we've been waiting here and you're too tired when you come home, which is valid, like absolutely valid. But like you kind of, you kind of lost your family. And then there's this like really crazy cycle of them. So they get a divorce and now this divorced man has all of this money and now has a second family and has babies. And now the wife is like the fuck, like this is your family now. Now you're spending so much time on these people. Like, where were we? Like, it's a crazy cycle. Yeah. There was a, there's like a a stick person figure. Someone drew it Mm -hmm. and they, they overlapped Andrew Tate's voice on it. And it tells the whole story of like a man's life and Mm -hmm. journey and Mm -hmm. like working, 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 coming home, coming home, working, working, working. And then like exactly what you just said, coming home to nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt. That's literally how I felt when Riley said like, I'll always love you, but I would rather hang out with my friends. I think that's just also compounding because you are in the thick of it right now in like juggling so many things that I think you've had this like little conversation in your head and out loud a few times being like, like, what do you think? Should we just sell a bunch of it and just say, fuck it? Like we have this conversation a lot lately because you are definitely having that spinning wheel about, is this all worth it? Because Maybe you I are, am having a midlife crisis. Because you are in just such a thick of it. And I think the difference is, is that you have to make sure that you're not always in the mess. You're not always in like high pressure, like hustle culture. You need to take those moments to be like, okay, like, look what we've built. I'm like, I'm super proud of this. Let's spend some significant time over here. John Edwards said this was the year of family for you. <laughs> he said it, it's the it's year, the year of, of my new family. It's the year of change and grinding for me is what he said. And I, and, 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 I no, 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 no. And I'm in it for two years. <laughs> You got the year of family and I got the year of grinding. I literally just described what's... Maybe I can tell you two like, years from now, I'm going to say, hey, Cooper, you want to go to Wonderland? He's like, no. Maybe he meant like grinding, like dancing. If he thought that I was a grinder, then yeah. he can't see into the other world. Either way, I think what we'll leave you with is just... Which, by the way, I didn't suggest that he didn't. Don't don't get too caught up in, in hustle culture. Like make sure that you're, you're making your, your time. Not worth it. If you got kids under nine years of age, take a moment, just slow it down. If you could go back to this day at any time and that was your last day and they said, you can go back would like do that. 
do what? that day. Well, it's like do that, that day. No, it's like that meme that I, <laughs> you're fuck you. I'm talking about. No, how you like, screwed it up. We're done. No, I'm, I have we're leaving to explain this. it. This is exactly when we're leaving. No, this we is are not. Perfect. If you could do the day over, if someone was like, you go back to this day and your kids are this year old, like do the day the way you would if you were in the future. <laughs> fuck you. Good night. Do it. Just do the no. day. Do the day. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.